0: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast, on our website at ForceFanPodcast.com, and on your favorite podcast app. All right, Rex. What's so important that you brought us all the way back here? Hello, Master. It's been a while. Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. Jedi, I have been waiting for you. I'm not sure I've made your acquaintance. I am surprised. You could have forgotten me so easily after I killed your master and you left me for dead on Naboo.
1: It is you.
0: You may have forgotten me, but I will never forget you. You cannot imagine the depths I would go to to stay alive, fueled by my singular hatred for you. Thanks for tuning in, Star Wars fans. It's another episode of Fans of the Force Podcast. I'm John Frederick, and as always, joined by my friends of the Force, Cat Ray and Adrian.
1: Hey, guys.
0: What up, what up, what up? And today we are starting a little different path of the podcast, at least for a little while until we start to get some new Star Wars coming our way we're going to do a little section of character studies. And Adrian, tell us who we picked to start off with and why.
2: Uh, I believe we went with Maul because Catray had the awesome idea of starting with him because of his appearance in Solo. So we had this character that appeared, what, 20 years ago? In a bit part basically?
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. And the Phantom yeah.
2: Menace went down and was resurrected like 10 years later, 15 years later, I don't even know anymore, on a cartoon on Cartoon Network. Then he's back in the movies again after being on another cartoon on Disney Channel. <laughs> so he's been through a lot uh, character-wise uh, outside of the films. So we just thought he'd be like a great place to start because of that unique place he holds amongst the, the canon. He He has appeared in literally every... Uh, format. There is movie, show, comic, book. So we're starting with Darth Maul character study.
1: Yeah, and I was just thinking about this today. Is Darth Maul the the only character... Wait. He got... He appeared in Clone Wars, Rebels, and Solo. I think he's the only one. Hmm? Hmm?
0: No, I I think you're right. Yeah, he's the only character that has appeared in all of those places. Yes. Because you could say R2 and 3PO until Solo.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, couldn't you say that about...
1: Pretty much everybody else.
2: I was going to say Kenobi, but no. Um... He's not there either. You're right, you're
1: right, you're right, you're right.
2: <laughs> But anyway, yeah, we're starting with Maul, unique character.
0: Um, so we, we pretty much could title this Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Darth Maul Part 1.
2: Of three, four? How many arcs has Maul been in?
0: Uh, you know, it's a good question. That so is for, for
2: the sake of this part one, we're focusing on the first three episodes that featured him in the Clone Wars. Okay. Which were... Brothers, Revival, and I feel like I'm messing up the order here.
1: Um, Hang on. Help me out
2: here, guys. I've Sorry, been, I, God. I'm, I'm, I'm like almost there. Totally, I'm, I I'm had this written there. down somewhere, and I totally. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, shit. I'm super un. Oh, I mean. I, <laughs> <laughs> clearly unprepared yes. for. uh, My bad, my bad, my bad. Yes,
2: Brothers, Revenge, and Revival. That's, yes.
1: Yes. Brothers, revenge, and revival.
2: You know, another fun fact, too. uh, It's crazy, because Maul was such... He made such an impact when he uh, came back right into the canon in Clone Wars. Well,
1: I mean, I think you could argue that Maul made a huge impact in The Phantom Menace. Fair enough, You know, kind of starting at that point, you know, he was... I think in the marketing, you know, he was definitely they used him because he was so striking. And then I think it surprised a lot of people when he ended up, quote unquote, dying in The Phantom Menace. And I think maybe at some point they realized or George realized maybe that was a little short sighted. How can we bring him back? And then we get some of the craziest
0: <laughs> I know boy well, it, for sure, Star Wars. it sure went from a great great villain character that we are all <laughs> excited to see on screen and oh my gosh this is like alright this is the new modern day Darth Vader but it's in Darth Vader's past so um, but let's see how this plays out I'm so excited because of you know the tattooed faced devil guy and um <laughs> to wait, that's it? And then it's like, oh, he's back. But what happened? What is this we're dealing with?
1: Uh, Yeah, so it had been actually quite a while since I had watched these episodes, and it was really fun last night because we actually sat down and streamed them all together and were able to talk and comment while we watched And it had actually, so it had been, it's probably been at least, it's been over a year, definitely, Mm -hmm. since I had watched any of those episodes. And I'd actually forgotten a lot of what happened. And so in the first episode, what is that, Brothers? Yeah. Is that the first episode that we watched? Yeah. Yes. Um... I was actually a little disappointed that we didn't get more of crazy mall.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I, th- I think in my mind, I thought there was more of him, but in the act, in actual terms of screen time, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't have quite as much. So you get a sense of the crazy, but maybe not quite how deep it goes.
2: Well, I, I actually, that, that's the point I was trying to bring up earlier. Um, he made such a huge impact on the show when he came back, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Uh, how many episodes do you guys think he was actually on the Clone Wars?
1: It's yeah. not very many. Oh, you're right. It's maybe it's maybe like, what, six or seven, maybe nine at the most. I think that's too much. I, I think, think it's nine's
0: like, too much, yeah.
2: It's six episodes.
1: Wow, six! Oh, I was right.
0: Yeah,
2: not counting the one where he makes a little cameo in the crystal ball. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh,
2: I. And for Rebels, one, two, three, four, five. No, one, two, three, four. He was in four episodes of Rebels.
0: Jeez. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: When you break it down that way, it's kind of insane just how much of a presence he he had, because for Rebels season three, anyway, we have. Yes, or how much he didn't have. But you felt him. Right. Those, so I, I'm just impressed with that. So that that's some darn good writing for the character. And, <laughs> yeah. To make it feel and that And
1: I way. mean, yeah, certainly goes to show that for, for someone who kind of started as a, a, I guess, minor character or secondary villain... um, what an impact he ends up having in such a short amount of screen time.
0: And here's the other cool thing, knowing what we all know now too, um, not only, you know, bringing him back and we know his end, we know his fate, but we don't know his, all of his story because of the solo film. You know, we know right. there's dot, 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 or, Semicolon or whatever you want to do there, you know, there's more, there's more to his story.
1: Yeah. It's
0: cool. It's cool. But it all starts with, um, well, it starts with the Phantom Menace and hopefully we've all seen that film, you know, a couple hundred times. And so we, (laughs) we can probably, you know, any, any, any Star Wars fan who is more than just a casual fan already knows that. In the the Phantom Menace, he's cut in two. He's dead, falling down a shaft, like what happens in Star Wars. Um, Lightsaber (laughs) strike and then fall down a shaft, right? That happens. Uh, That happens. and, And so we all assumed he was dead. Fast forward years later, we get the Clone Wars, and his brother is part of the Clone Wars, Savage Opress. And at the beginning of this episode... Savage with the help of mother Talzin, um sets out to find mall and that's where this episode begins and it and it, as we were watching it together last night I think Adrian made the comment that it's like well this is all just setup
2: the first episode was for sure set up. A lot of it's, pointless it's like drama. 30
0: minutes of setup.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) – having not seen the episodes that – recently that preceded it, I kind of – it felt a little off kilter like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, Mother Towson was helping Savage look for Maul, which I had apparently completely forgotten. Yeah,
0: same did – so did I. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. so it was a
1: little bit like, oh, oh, right, like orienting myself. Um, And I guess that's kind of wish – why I wish maybe we had actually seen a little bit more of super crazy Maul interact with Savage, but before they go back to Dathomir and then Mother Towson basically pulls the crazy out of Maul. Yeah, like literally. Literally. Um, <laughs> literally. I mean it I think it, it might have been interesting to get a little bit more of that relationship established because when you move on from brothers to what broken or wait was that the next episode sorry I've already um revenge sorry to revenge like they've already kind of established a deeper relationship at that point it's kind of like oh, I like missed all of that you know I mean, I guess maybe that's just based on the fact that Savage rescues him and brings him back to Dathomir so he can get less crazy. Um, but it might have been nice to have a little bit more of that first episode, especially an episode entitled Brothers, explore their bond a little bit more.
0: Yeah, really, The I guess the first hint is that, that um, um, Crystal Ball episode. Witches of the Mist season three, um, where, where we start to go malls alive. And then brothers is the first one here where he makes an actual physical appearance. And that first time we, number one, another thing you commented on while we were watching it, Adrian was the, um, the horror film aesthetic of the episode was undeniable Oh, totally! And that was one of the actual cool things about the episode.
2: So, in that brothers episode, it's you got this like almost Mad Max post-apocalyptic thing going on on the surface, yeah. But once you go down into the trash catacombs, for like a, for a better description, I think that, that works for me. Much sells it, mm-hmm. yeah. That's when you're starting to get this whole horror movie. I got, I got like an alien swipe from it because it's like totally. almost nest-like. And then yeah. you got this giant spider thing coming out of the walls in the background, like like xenomorphs. I, I think I also mentioned it was a little Lord of the Rings there too with the spider. Totally, yeah, Shelob, Definitely. very Shelob, Shelob, mm-hmm. Shelob. Yes,
1: you bring that up, John, and we were talking about that last night. And I think it was nice having the three of us to chat because I don't think I'd really registered that before. Again, I don't watch as many horror movies, so I'm sure, but I'm sure <laughs> I probably inferred that, but. Saying that, it also kind of makes a lot of sense thinking about Maul because he has had all of these horrific things happen to him that (laughs) then he is also visiting on other people, mainly defenseless villagers, and then trying to exact his revenge on Kenobi. So I think that aesthetic works really well with the character, especially where he is now. Um, You know, out freshly rescued, thirsting for revenge, you know, so I think Completely mad. Yes. Like just, just clinically insane. Um, So I think that, that vibe really works well with the character and where he is in his evolution at this point. Yeah. Um, because basically right now he's just been his his sole focus the thing that's kept him alive is his anger and his hatred for obi-wan kenobi and that's like literally the thing keeping him glued together i mean he may be crazy but that's what's keeping him alive
0: plus the arachnid torso
1: well, or, yeah. or
0: or bottom extremities, I guess. Well, what's that about, man? The, the spider
2: butt was way too much for me. I, I, I agree many times. I, yep. I think yeah, y'all were like on the same page there.
1: Hey did it. Yeah, I I guess I guess I my my non um I don't even know what word my non-TV producer. like, But, you know, I think that 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 whole spider leg body, I think that just kind of goes more into the horror aesthetic. Right, the creepy. Like, it's just the creepy, like, this doesn't go together. These two things should not be combined in that way. Abomination
0: kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think that kind of speaks to the, you know, again... One, kind of the aesthetic and vibe that they're going for in those episodes, yeah. but also, again, to kind of really hit home the point that Maul's just out of it, you know, like he is completely different. You know, in Phantom Menace, he was angry, but he was also controlled and he was strong, yeah. and he, you know, he. <laughs> Theoretically, he was on top of his game. You know, he was the Sith apprentice to Darth Sidious. And right. now he's completely lost all of that. He's lost touch with reality. He's lost touch with his, the lower half of sanity, his body. Yeah. He's, you know, well, his, his sanity. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's just, I think it, it keeps, it's really to hammer home, you know, what is going on yeah but it's with maybe a little too mentally. much on
0: the nose you know what i mean <laughs> i mean if he if he's cobbled this this uh lower extremity section together from the junk around him which i guess that's what happened we don't really know for sure we don't or yeah, if somebody really helped know. him or whatever um why would he pick a spider you know instead of trying to do like i don't know
1: well maybe, centaur you know <laughs> maybe when you're thinking of like trying to scrabble around this junk labyrinth trash trash labyrinth yeah. maybe having that many legs for stability and no I'm, I'm with you i i can yeah. see
0: that that thought process but at the same time it's yeah. also i don't think that's where you would go first and <laughs> Then again, he's insane, so maybe you would. I I, I really don't yeah. know. But but I but I know for me, it just felt like it was too much. You know, just too much. You could have done something else creepy without making it look so robot spider. You know, just for totally. my for my taste.
1: Right. And I
0: and I think the insane times. Were also a little over the top too, you know, with the just screaming,
1: "No, no, no, no,"
0: and all that. It was, <laughs> it was a little too,
1: too much for too you. Too
0: much, you know. You could have done insane and angry and all that stuff. And and most of the time it was spot on, but sometimes it just got to be a little, little on the cartoony side, I guess. Of course, we are watching a cartoon, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: John, I have a surprise. (laughs) I
0: know. I I do do, do realize exactly what I said. Thank you. (laughs) Um, but, but, but I felt like, I felt like it just, I don't know. They pushed too far for it and they could have dialed it back in both those aspects and it would have been a bit more enjoyable. Um, even later on when he does, you know, kind of get reconstructed lower limbs, it's the chicken legs, you know? And it's like, oh, they go from spider to chicken. Okay. (laughs) That's not much better. Would it help if you thought
2: of them as raptor legs, maybe?
0: It would, and then I looked at it and said, oh, maybe this is like grievous, general grievous type technology, because he's kind of got chickeny legs, too.
1: He does. He does.
0: (laughs) So, and I wondered if it was supposed to give us that General Grievous feel, you know?
2: Probably, they—they they were pretty much Grievous legs. Yeah, from what I saw, just darker, darker color scheme. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> nice of Mother Talzin to throw in a paint job. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She loves him. What else was she supposed to do?
0: Does she, though? She is his son. I think, I think or no. She does. True, he is her son. But... In name, at least.
2: No, I, I think I think uh, he's a biological son.
0: But I mean. I really took that as more honorary. And not biological. The same with. Savage is not biological brother of Maul. And who is the other one? Feral? Is that his name?
2: The boy who would become known as Darth Maul was born the son of Mather
0: But I think that's honorary. It's honorary? I don't know if it's biological. I don't
1: know. I was kind of under the impression that it was, he was actually biologically... Her child, but I, I don't
2: know. I think it I would put my money on biologically.
1: Okay. Alright.
2: I stand corrected. <laughs> no, I mean you could also be right. I mean they are very vague about that. But I mean your point the, the what you said before that, you know, she loves him. I don't know if that's true. Not in the traditional sense anyway. I mean she did kind of give him away to a Sith Lord when he was about a year old or Whatever, so, I mean.
1: Yeah, that's not. <sighs> yeah, his his childhood is all sorts his first, of messed His up. first
2: loss, I'd say. The loss of his innocence and family at a yeah. young age. Yeah. yeah. Maul's entire life is dominated by loss. Like, that's the big theme of his life. Mm-hmm. And that's the first one. Of so many, many, many losses. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Which theoretically should make him, you know, kind of a sympathetic character. <laughs> except that he pretty much goes out of his way to <laughs> be well, terrible.
2: He is a sympathetic character. I mean in rebels. Sympath-
1: Yes, I, I would totally agree. Um, you know. At that point, I guess I shouldn't say, yeah, that was, you know, he's, he ends up living through so many terrible things. And, you know, from the very beginning has been kind of conditioned to be a Sith Lord, basically. Um, You know, as a child, how are you supposed to fight against that? heck, so, even
2: even Kenobi makes a comment on that. Just, I, I know it wasn't your choice to be this way. So yeah, his his nemesis is his white whale. Even <laughs> sympathizes with him to an extent, and we see that in Rebels <laughs> too. But that's getting way way farther ahead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet. We're
2: not there yet. All right, so. Yeah, uh, so brothers, we find him, he's got crazy spider legs, crazy, we move on, we rip the crazy out of him, and then we get the chicken legs, and then we have our real first look at who Darth Maul is at this point.
0: Yeah, now that the crazy's been literally sucked out of his head via magic, the magic of of Mother Talzin, mm-hmm. um, we now... Get a more rational maul, but still consumed with hatred.
1: I guess, yeah, rational in the sense that he knows what he wants, which is he wants to bring down Kenobi yeah, and the Jedi. Um,
2: well, it's a little more than that, I, I'd, I'd say. The crazy part, obviously, that's all Kenobi-driven, right? That's like the last thing. Yes. That was the last lucid thought he had was... This Jedi bro slicing him in half and then spider legs, right? But once he comes to, once he's Maul again, you know, he's getting caught up. His his brother mentions the Clone Wars and he's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that started without me. Okay, cool. That happened. He's starting to get a sense that he made no real impact. He was brought up as the second Sith Lord in the galaxy. The number two guy. The way I see it, it's, it's like a, a dark side Sith version of the Chosen One, right? He's got, he was going to be part of this grand scheme. He was going to overthrow the Jedi with his master. He was eventually mm. probably going to try and take over from his master, yes, right? Yeah. Get his own apprentice. <laughs> this guy was raised this way. And Kenobi, the way he's he robbed him of his destiny... And so his now master, he's
1: trying to find his destiny.
2: Yeah, and his master just moved on without him and just continued all this. He feels cheated out of his his spot in life. And he tries to fill that void with more power. Just any way he can, he can get it. And he also kind of along the way realizes that, you know, he kind of does need others. He gets that first through his... Brother, and then mother tells him, "Right, like, okay, maybe maybe I can't do this on my own. Maybe I do need other people." He sees value in them, and to an extent, begins to care. So, in that final episode, when Savage gets all mutilated by Kenobi, he's like legit worried about him. Right?
1: He is. I mean, I I don't know if it's because he's. Well, maybe because he's learned to rely on others. I more my my personal take is that I think he feels like it's kind of kind of what you were saying, like it's them against the world, right? You know, Savage is the only person that he can rely on to follow him, to trust him, to do what he wants. Um you know nobody else is gonna do that, but Savage will. So I mean, I do think that in these episodes their Maul has genuine compassion and you know as as one Or maybe as far as a Sith goes, or I, you know, I don't even. Well, it's 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 a a
2: selfish it's a selfish selfish centered form of passion for others because I need these people to get what I want. But there is still a sense of is this my brother and he did save me, so it's like the beginning of a. It's it's the beginning of a of a character change in him that we see finalized in Rebels when yes, we finally get yeah. there but th- this is like the seed planted there he does need other people and he wants other people with him beyond just an apprentice which he's obsessed about for the same reason he he wants companionship he wants people around but people on his own terms people he can control people that do it his way
1: <laughs> sounds like a sith lord sounds like me <laughs> Uh oh, John.
0: My Sounds way like or the Kylo Ren.
1: What haven't you been telling us? No. <laughs> yeah, no. It's,
0: it's, it's as long as I clear it with the wife. It's so you know. Then it's my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you just brought something up, Adrian, that you had mentioned off the podcast that I I was hoping that um, you would elaborate on during the podcast. You are drawing parallels between Maul and Kylo Ren. Um, please extrapolate.
2: <laughs> this is getting into Rebels territory, but I, I guess we could come back to Clone Wars. Um, by the time we catch up with Maul and Rebels, I mean, he's he's had time to chill out. He's had time to learn, get wiser, smarter. You know, just... Get rid of the chicken that, all, legs. Get rid of the chicken legs. All, all that good stuff, right? He's, he's had time to... Think about his mistakes and his life. But that same desire and ambition is still there. And he also still has that same void that he's trying to fill with
1: Mm -hmm.
2: power and companionship, kinship. He's more obsessed than ever to have an apprentice. And uh, then here comes this dude bro Ezra coming along down. He's like, hey, yeah, you're my new apprentice. He keeps calling him apprentice, apprentice. Then we have that one interaction with him and Ezra, where he pretty much says, we can be brothers, we can do this together, please pick me, he is desperate, he is at his wit's end. Forget everything else, you're with me, you know you want that, you know that'll work. Kylo Ren gives that same uh, unhealthy (laughs) offer to Rey, basically. Slightly different context, but the same emotion is there. Forget everything else. We can do this by ourselves. Join me. We'll make it work.
0: Well, and that's that's but another heartbeat to be on, between Vader and Luke as well.
2: Yeah. Different context, but you're right. It's a total total uh, Darksider thing. With Vader, it's more of a... Well, I don't know. You guys tell me. Is it It's his son. It's his only connection to Padme, like the one thing that's so handsome from back in the day, right? Right. Would you say Vader was just as desperate to get Luke on his side?
0: I I feel like he was. I mean, he's like, join me. We're going to take out the Emperor and we'll rule the galaxy, the two of us.
1: Yeah, you
2: know? but then
0: in Return of the Jedi, there was a lot of I must
2: obey my master. I will take you to him. And True. It's not until Palpatine was torturing him that he's like, hey, bro, no.
1: Well, and I mean, you could say some of that is because, you know, Luke rejects him in The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, he offers and maybe it's a crazy whim, you know, or maybe he's been thinking about a what. It for a while, but you know he offers Luke uh, his partnership, and Luke rejects him, which may be part of the reason why, in Return of the Jedi, he then kind of downplays that, at least for a bit, or he doesn't want the Emperor to figure it
0: out. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, well, anyway, that, that was the parallel I, uh, I saw there. No, I totally and totally, it, and it totally kind did. of. Kind of made me see like there's like there's one of three ways these darksiders usually go down, right? Okay, you got your crazy ones that are dominated by their emotions and they usually end up losing everything because of it. So, Mal and Kylo fall into that uh, category, they are so freaking emotionally lose sense of logic, that's, and
1: that's true, they definitely are.
2: Then you got your more patient. Uh, they're still emotional, but they don't let their emotions kind of define them. And I feel Vader and uh, I think Dooku kind of, maybe Dooku to a lesser extent. They 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 are patient to it to an, a degree. They don't let their emotions get out of the way, but they do have their goals, like Vader's Vader's quest to finding Kenobi. Right, they, but Vader didn't let that dominate him. Yeah, and Vader was more successful because of that. And then you got your more, your incredibly detached, ultimately selfish Sith Lords, Palpatine or Sith Lord-like Snoke. Mm -hmm. They they are (laughs) incredibly patient, play a long game and end up ruling for a much longer time and are successful in it until their arrogance ultimately ends up being their undoing. They just get so high on themselves that they stop seeing the the smaller details that got yeah. them there in the first place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I dig what you're saying. To go back to the Vader thing, um, Vader, in his defense, did say, I must obey my master when his master was in the same area. So, <laughs> I mean, there may have been a sense Covering of... Covering his butt. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just not letting his master sense his his true ambitions. You know, so th- that might come into play. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he saw the errors of his ways from the previous movie. I don't know. There was a little time lapse there. Well, he,
2: well, either way, he didn't let his emotions get in the way. That's true. He, if, you, if he was desperate, he still hit it pretty well.
0: Yeah. And you're right. At the end of
2: Empire, he was still reaching out to Luke when Luke was on the Falcon. Right. So right. He, was, he was still trying. Yeah. So you're right. But he But he just wasn't letting him. He didn't lose his cool with it. He never really right. lost his cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but yeah, no, I, 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 I love the parallels and the connections you're making. I mean, that's very, very astute. I love that.
1: Yeah. The, the parallels to, to Kylo in particular, I mean, we still don't know a lot about what kind of precipitated kylo's fall but there are inklings you know that snoke has been manipulating him for a while and even though it's from a distance that certainly parallels the fact that you know maul was turned over as a small child i mean obviously you know neither of them have control over this um maul is then directly in line but when you think about you know a small child who is unable to make their own decisions and can't fully fend for themselves is then being exposed, you know, to these manipulations and, you know, how that has turned out. So You just made and another again,
2: connection there mm, between the two. Yeah. So Kenobi, again, Kenobi mentioned it too. You weren't given the choice to be this way. You were forced mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. L- Luke accidentally forced Kylo into doing it. He forced the choice when when Kylo uh, when Ben woke up in the hut, seeing his uncle mm-hmm. sending over his cot with a with a lightsaber. So that's that's just one more uh, thing uh, connecting these two together, as far as like the type of characters they are. They were forced into their into their roles to an extent.
0: That's cool. I yeah. like that. Going back to now the 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 main topic, so that that pretty much covers brothers well, and then the the next episode um, is where we finally get to see um, Mall and Savage lure Kenobi in.
1: And this- I mean, again, because in in the second episode they also. Um, they also lure him in. We've got kind of two... two <laughs> similar plots. Elaborate. Well, I'm just so... Um, in Revenge, you know, they go on a killing spree, basically, that's not as well organized, I guess, or thought out, and then capture Obi-Wan... Who then gets some help from Ventress. And then in Revival, they are a little bit smarter about it. You know, they're kind of consolidating their resources and now Maul's trying to build an empire. But with the same kind of goal, they're trying, they're killing Jedi, trying to lure Kenobi back into their clutches.
2: Would you say they actually lured him in that episode? Or Kenobi, he, 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 they well, just got I Kenobi's mean, attention because they were trying to build up a pirate army in that one.
1: Eh, coincidence. I mean, is there such a thing, you know? Middle episode <laughs> for
2: sure. Like, this is a message for Kenobi. The longer you take, the more people die. Bleh, horror movie scene, which is amazing and beautiful and I love it. Right. <laughs> that, that The one broken astromech is going to bop, bop. Pomp hitting the wall there, and then Kenobi just puts it yes, out of its yeah. misery. Oh, I love that so 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 much.
1: <coughs> Excuse me.
2: Third episode, they're build trying to build up their small pirate army with Hondo's men, which is a nice nice welcome to that episode. By the way,
1: yeah, I mean I, but you like we see them and you see them in the in the like very opening scene where they're. You know, murdering two Jedi, and I think it's all going. My own opinion is that it's all kind of furthering Maul's ultimate goal to exact some sort of revenge on Kenobi and force, force his hand. Basically, oh yeah,
2: everything. So maybe.
1: Maybe that maybe in this case, like yes, they're he's trying to consolidate some wealth and an army of pirates. So like, okay, maybe the primary objective isn't to lure Kenobi in, but it's all kind of part of the ultimate goal. The, the so long term
2: goal is to yeah, get revenge on Kenobi and Sidious. Yeah.
1: So then they Kenobi yes. first though. <laughs> yes, and so then they so then they end up meeting up in in revival on Florum after after they've kind of had this other encounter. Um which I think puts our total so far, our total Obi Wan Maul count fights at three out of five. Say that again? Uh mall versus Obi Wan. And I I was saying I think that puts us at three out of a total five.
2: Are you counting the Phantom Menace as one or I two? I
1: am. Yeah, I'm counting it as one.
2: One. One. Phantom Menace. So you've got Phantom
1: Menace, yep. you've got Revenge, you've got Revival, mm-hmm. and then Mandalore, which we're gonna do next, and then Rebels. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds so, about right, uh-huh. Five. Right, right, am I right? And Obi Wan wins all except for <laughs> except for this one.
2: Uh, Obi Wan got his butt handed to him in the second episode in the middle episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He really did. He, um he became eventually captured by Maul and uh and he needed to be saved by an unlikely person.
1: Yes. Inventress. Which was a fun team up and that kind of, you know, you've kind of got this you go from <laughs> almost like this horror movie aesthetic with Maul and Savage capturing Obi-Wan yeah. to then this Obi-Wan Ventress kind of comedy not quite comedy, but you know, there's <laughs> kind of almost like that
2: those light moments amongst the darkness. Just yes, like hey. Yeah.
1: But I like how even Ventress, who is herself, you know, a Sith, or was a Sith apprentice, and is yeah. now working as a bounty hunter. And also has totally, ties
0: in with Mother Talzin.
1: Yes, and not totally dissimilar, you know, to to what has happened to Savage and Maul in the sense that, like, they were apprentices. Maybe Savage wasn't technically a true apprentice, but, you know, whatever, Um, in the sense that they were all apprentices and then they've all kind of been
0: cast aside,
1: cast aside. Yes, thank you, um, by their masters. And so even Ventress is kind of like, okay, Kenobi, like, let's hightail it out of here because these two, like, we just need to regroup and get it back together. Yeah. (laughs) So...
2: Can we talk about some of the parallels between Kenobi and Maul? Because I I think...
1: Of course, always.
2: I I never really thought about it, but they really are like the perfect nemesis for each other. Okay. They're like the two sides of a coin almost
0: to a degree, I think.
1: Yeah, light side,
0: dark side, you've got... um you know the, the the very handsome and and real <laughs> real beautiful Obi Wan Kenobi versus the demonic uh, misfit that is Maul. So you've you've got the darkness and the light there um, visually comparison. Uh, you can't get much more extreme. Especially when you got six spider legs, you know, it's very different. Um, or chicken legs—that's that too—is also very different. And then, and then the the whole thought that, um, you had a master, and for whatever reason you're separated from that original master, it's also another connection between the two of
1: them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, Maul killing Kenobi's master, and. Kenobi killing Maul, and his <laughs> master not coming to help. I am not mm-hmm. still not sure how that all played out. Um, so, like like I
2: mentioned earlier, right? Maul was supposed to be this big player, the second in command, right? Yeah, the apprentice to the only Sith Lord in the galaxy. Kenobi was the apprentice to Qui Gon Jinn, who was uh, this is still canon, right? A very controversial Jedi.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it is that he's you know at odds with the council. Yeah.
2: So that's gonna that's gonna give Kenobi some odd quirks in his of his own, right there, right? Yeah. Some slight parallel there, not really, just because of the their unique uh their unique masters. But the the bigger parallel here is that Kenobi's life is full of it with as many losses as Maul's. Kenobi, though, oh, yeah. grounds himself and does not lose that light in him. He refuses to succumb to it. He he arguably just learns from each failure in each loss in his life. I mean, he he went through, he went through a lot of stuff, too. I mean, he's, his nemesis oh, yeah. that came back killed the woman that he loved, that he couldn't be with. Uh, his apprentice, his brother, turned on the whole freaking order and helped destroy it all. And then he spent 20 years on a desert planet just living with that guilt, raising, looking over the sun of that said fallen apprentice, right? Right. During that's that's where they, the character quirks, that's where their journeys are kind of parallel too, because at that point, Maul's also on a similar path. He's lost, he's abandoned, he has no real purpose other than just learning and gaining more knowledge. Same as Kenobi. But Kenobi stays grounded in what he stays grounded in his core beliefs, his core character, while Maul just descends farther and farther into farther and farther into obsession.
0: <laughs> you said farther.
2: I said farther. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that in the Rebels uh Twin Sons episode. We got these two Nemesis, these two characters side by side, one final battle. Maul totally just full of rage and uneasy the whole time. His feet are shifting the whole time. He can't seem to do anything. And Kenobi's just there talking to him like, hey, yeah, man, I mean, say what you want, but I, I'm, I'm sure of myself pretty much. Kenobi doesn't even activate the saber up until Maul threatens Luke pretty much. Yep. And then, yeah, just one, two, three, bam, Maul's down. All these years of obsession just ending like that. Wasn't even a fight. Kenobi had the conviction; Maul didn't, just his obsession. And I freaking love that. Yeah. Very similar paths, very similar characters. Extremes, two sides of a coin. I think.
1: Definitely.
0: Totally maybe, agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's maybe uh,
1: maybe Kenobi would have ended up a. Uh, a Sith Lord, it would have been similar to. if He'd ended up <laughs> going the, to the dark. Would have been similar. Yeah, you know, if he would have made a only. scary Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah Obi Wan had gone dark.
0: He'd be mind controlling all these fools.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah.
0: Uh, f- we mentioned the um. Uh, the wonderful appearance of, of uh uh some pirates led by one of my all-time favorite characters, Hondo Onaka. <laughs> oh, I love Hondo. And it's cool to see him in this episode not as complete comic relief. You know, he's a little more um a little more of of i guess a slightly serious character i mean he still says some some pretty funny lines in the in the episode but he's yeah. not as goofball as he winds up being in subsequent episodes and also in particularly in rebels where he's just everything silly you know right um so it was cool to see him you know, with his leader leadership hat on, I suppose.
1: Uh, yeah. And kind of being very Hondo piratey. Yeah. I mean if you didn't love Hondo before, this is kind of a great <laughs> great Hondo episode. I think so. <laughs> where he's kind of like the full, you know, pirate. He's out for himself, but you also I mean you do see that undercurrent where He clearly considers Kenobi a friend, even though he probably wouldn't say it. Um, And
0: Kenobi wouldn't admit to it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely not. So, I mean, it's it's an all-round great episode from, from that aspect. I mean... It's sad because we see Adia Galia dying in the beginning.
2: Like a like punk, too. She went out. Gored by
1: bad. Savage. Yeah, it's really. Oof.
0: Um, Somebody had to go, I'm just saying.
1: Well, yes, and obviously couldn't be Obi Wan, so. <laughs> but, you know, it kind of runs the gamut from having some, you know, like, ah! to, you know, having, (laughs) I guess, a typical Clone Wars episode. You got a few really horrifying things and some funny things, and, yeah. (laughs)
0: Love me some Hondo.
2: Hondo was much-needed levity to what the previous two episodes had been. Yeah.
0: Those were yes. pretty dark, God, yeah.
2: Because God knows Mori or whatever the little snake thing was did not work as any sort of relief. If that was what the intention was with him.
0: Yeah, and that that, that brings that up. Uh, the little, I think they call him an Andic Andac- Anacondian, yeah. something like that. It's which a is a talking snake. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. It's a Slytherin, for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> um, and... I just hated the voice acting for that just hated it and i so i mean i guess some of my problems with this arc are at times it's a little too dark like we were talking about you asked us while we were watching it would you let our kids watch it or in my case grandkids and i flat out said oh absolutely not um it's just a little too serious this arc it's a little too scary. It's a little too much of a horror-type vibe to it. And I uh, I don't want my poor grandson to have nightmares, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other aspect is that, you know, you've got this voice acting that's, like, like a bit much. So it was the snake guy, and it was uh, Blue Snaggletooth, who... Awesomely made an appearance, but talk like a hillbilly the whole time. I expected him to, I don't know, change the oil in a starfighter or something, you know, um, and have the NASCAR space race on, you know. Um, it was a little, it's a bit much, you know. So a yeah, couple, couple, couple things of voice acting in this that didn't sit well with me, and those were the the main ones.
1: Yeah, I, watching this arc and having not watched it in such a long time, and this is honestly a lot of the Clone Wars, but there are a couple moments where I was like, oh yeah, like I had apparently blocked this out, like when Savage kills the snake creature guy chokes and, and him not only does he kill him i mean he kills him by choking it right. so you know shades of Dark he like Vader, breaks his like, he
2: breaks his neck and then just physically drops him on the breaks fire. his
1: neck and then throws him on the fire and i was like oh okay well it's completely the other forgot white meat that that for dinner yeah
0: yeah
2: <laughs> nice little satisfying snap there too
1: just yeah yeah
0: so... but as a partial anaconda wouldn't he just kind of wrap up the arm and maybe try to choke him out too with the rest of him? And I don't know.
2: No, just, they didn't do that in space. Seemed a little easy.
0: <laughs> a little easy.
2: Well, Savage is a savage, so that's true. Know, yeah, you already take him down. <laughs> savage Oppress. What? Right. <laughs> Freaking Star Wars and their name pronunciations—you gotta love it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah, so ultimately, uh, this arc for Maul, interesting start. If anything, very uneven. First episode didn't really do much. I, You know, you,
0: first f- uh, for me, the first episode is completely wrong. I think they introduced the character the wrong way. Um, they could have felt like they were just finding a way to put him in. And I wish they would have put some more thought behind it. So, for me, that very first episode was a major letdown. It was it was all lead in, and it was just weird, and I felt like they didn't try hard enough to bring him back. They just wanted him back, so that, here he is. And, by the <laughs> way, he's go. part spider. And he's crazy. <laughs> I didn't like that. Second yeah. episode gets a lot better.
2: I love that episode. One of a my lot better. favorites.
0: It's it's a very, very good Clone Wars episode. And the yes, lightsaber yeah. battle with with Maul and Kenobi and Savage was Adventurous. really Adventurous. well done. And Ventress coming in, yeah. Uh, really well done. But again, that scene, that first scene where they
2: meet each other again for the first time and... Uh-huh. However, many years it's been, just oh my god, you got Maul on the high ground, yeah, hellfire yeah. behind yeah. him, yeah, just pure demons. Can they be looking up at him? It's uh huh, it's magnificent. I it's love like, that. Is that really like, hey? And he's like, remember me, your master.
0: Yeah, I guess that's you then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: that is just like
0: pure magic. Yeah, I agree. That was that was glorious. So.
1: Yeah, I, I I noticed the high ground too. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> How'd that work Hilarious. for you the first time, Malsey? Yeah,
2: Kenobi's like, huh? I should keep that in mind for. <laughs> exactly. <some
0: time."> yeah, <laughs> I might need to use the high ground myself.
2: <laughs> and then the third episode, pretty fun. Nice little. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel it, they wrapped it up a little too. Neat. It's like, we need Maul and Savage out of the way for a while, so let's just kind of cripple them in space, in a space pod. Yeah. Un- until yeah. we need them again. Like, they literally put them on pause. Yeah. If, if I remember correctly, they're found and rescued, floating in space. Pod pause.
1: Yes, yeah. We'll buy the Mandalorians, right? Yes, I think. Because the, that's when Maul gets that, his regular legs. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: You got new legs.
1: New legs. New man.
2: Lieutenant Diane, you got new
1: legs.
2: (laughs) But it's an interesting start for sure, and we're starting to see some development on what kind of person Maul will ultimately end up uh, becoming a little later on in the Clone Wars Mm -hmm. series and to his ultimate... uh, Ultimate ending, I guess, in Rebels. What he ends up becoming, mm-hmm. just, just, it's, it's tragic. It is sad. It's just the more you think about it, the more you realize how nuanced Maul is as a character, and that's like the biggest feat here, honestly, that they made this just cool looking dude from Episode One into such a nuanced person. He's interesting, man. He is so interesting he to is. think about. Yeah. I am, I am glad we are doing this just for that, because I never really gave it that much thought. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad we picked Maul first, because obviously, you know, the big solo tie-in and everything, it's like there was a legion of fans that are like, oh, wait, it made that. Well,
1: there's a story. Here it is. Well, yeah. And I mean, not even yes, that. But... Yeah. Prior With Darth Maul. Pri- I mean, we picked we picked Maul prior to learning that we're going to get twelve yes. more episodes of the Clone Wars, but Maul plays a big role in that, mm-hmm. which we can talk a little bit more the next time um, because the next episodes that we watch and discuss more of his arc will focus on his time with the Mandalorians. So that's actually going to play a big role in the new, ep- I mean, we assume in the new episodes that are coming out. So we're actually going to be seeing more Darth Maul. And what makes it maybe even better is that we're going to get that in the 20th anniversary year of the Phantom Menace. That is
2: cool. Nice. So it's very cool. Yeah, you're right. Wow.
1: So it'll kind of be a fitting cap to, to to that. You know, we saw him die in 2018, I think. Right. Yeah. That Or no. No. 17. 17. We went, 17. Oof, sorry. Wait. Huh. I know that was season three. It was season three. It was 17.
2: What, what year is it? Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> it was 17. You guys are right. You know, so so we've seen his end, but we still got more of his story, which is kind of cool. Very mm-hmm. cool.
2: And I think we're also going to go over the Son of Dathomir comic, which has yes, up another should... loose end from the series. Mm-hmm. Pretty nicely. Yes. So, yeah, we got plenty to talk about with Maul. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's the exciting thing, like I mentioned earlier. Um, The story of Maul, although we know how it ultimately ends, at least we think we do, Um, and I'm pretty (laughs) sure we do, Um, but we thought that before. Um, There is a lot (laughs) in the middle that we still don't know, and it's exciting that this character who we thought had just a really brief appearance in Star Wars lexicon, is um, is still inspiring creators to create more stories with him in it. And uh, I, for one, I'm all for it.
2: Mm-hmm. for goats. Yeah. You're going
1: to
2: mm-hmm. keep making interesting moves like this with him by all means. Bring it on.
0: I will go buy more.
1: You bet we will.
0: Speaking of going by, what do you say we wrap this up and go bye bye?
1: (laughs) Sounds like play. All right.
0: Uh Adrian, um, before we do, do you let's uh what's the next step? What are we gonna do to our follow up from all? I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, but what will our next episode really focus on?
2: So next episode, we'll be moving on to the next arc that features Maul, which would be the Mandalorian stuff from season five of the Clone Wars series. And that is Eminence, Shades of Reason, and The Lawless.
0: Looking forward to it. Those are good episodes. Those are really really good episodes. uh, The first time I watched them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Uh, Putting a cap on this one. Adrian, where can the good people find us?
2: The good people can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast, and on our website, ForceFanPodcast.com. And if you guys want to connect with me directly, ask me a question or something, or just say hi, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BlueLabPro, and my website, BlueLabPro.com, where I have a bunch of my projects updated there. You can see what I've been working on, including my 365 movie challenge, where... I watch a movie a day for the entirety of 2018 and then post a cinemagraph and blog post about it. So check it out. Recommend a movie. At Webro.
0: Without a doubt. Uh, Cat Ray, where can the good people find you?
1: The people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. I'm always happy to chat Star Wars or whatever you want.
0: Sounds good. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that John Fred. Also on my Facebook account, John K. Frederick. That does wrap things up with uh, with Maul. At least this uh, introduction to his um, rebirth, as it were, into Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, we will certainly catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. May the Force be with you. And then some. Bye, guys. Your blue nails are are more than making up for it.
1: <laughs> they are super blue. They are. I like.
0: They em. are Thrawn blue. I love them. They, they
1: they're more than Thrawn blue. They're like all, yes. Yeah. They're like electric blue. They are.
2: They're a killer. They look like candy.
1: I need to paint them. More blue? Uh probably not.
2: Lightsaber blue?
1: I do have a color very similar to Luke's. Oh, lightsaber. oh
2: you should, should do. Okay, leave the blue you have now, but just put like some white in the middle of each nail so you got
1: lightsaber. Okay. Nails. like oh. lightsaber ooh. nails. No. Oh, oh Kathleen
0: Kennedy, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> this could be a wrong oh, thing.
2: And then and then you can flick someone off and I'll be like <laughs>
1: just make my whole finger into a lightsaber that'd be great yeah I like
2: it <laughs>